Hello, and welcome to Talking Opinions. I am Anthony Livingston Hall. I have been in the vanguard of those decrying the failure of Western countries to supply Ukraine enough weapons fast enough to honor their solemn pledge not just to help it defend itself against Russia's genocidal invasion, but to defeat Russia resoundingly. I refer you in this regard to my podcast episode, The Irony of Germany Enabling Russia's Genocidal War in Ukraine, on May 7, and to my Cora posts, Zelensky to Macron, No, Monsieur, humiliating Russia is critical on June 16 and is the West supplying Ukraine with enough weapons on July 8? The latter includes this damning assessment and I quote, based on their solemn pledge, Western countries should have already supplied Ukraine with so many weapons that it should be bombarding Russia with a 10 to 1 advantage. Instead, the tragic and incomprehensible irony is that it's Russia bombarding Ukraine with that advantage. And this, despite Western sanctions that were meant to hamper Russia's ability to do so. The problem, of course, is that if Western leaders can't even agree on the ultimate goal, they are merely helping Ukraine prolong a genocidal version of Chinese water torture. And, frankly, given the drip-drip way they are supplying weapons, Ukraine could be forgiven for thinking that torture is, in fact, their unwitting goal. End quote. But U.S. President Joe Biden can redress their failure unilaterally, not least because, no matter the appeasing inclinations of his European allies, Biden has nothing to lose and Ukraine has everything to gain. Russian President Vladimir Putin has been telegraphing plans to annex the Donbass region of Ukraine for months. And he clearly expects that, despite their protestations, Biden and Western leaders will let him get away with it. Just like Obama and Western leaders let him get away with annexing Crimea in 2014. Sure enough, Dithering and deference have characterized the way Western leaders have been fulfilling their pledge to help Ukraine defend itself against Russia's genocidal onslaught. Therefore, Putin can be forgiven his expectation. But Biden's presidency is in such a downward spiral on the home front a wag-the-dog event overseas is what he might need to rescue it. Putin daring all Western leaders in this context provides just the Levinsonian pretext.
<laughs> What's more, he may not know it, but Biden has already begun acting according to script. As the following from a July 19 report in the New York Times shows. Russia is taking steps toward annexing parts of Ukraine it controls, namely the Donbass region in eastern Ukraine, in direct violation of Ukraine's sovereignty. It's beginning to roll out a version of what you could call an annexation playbook, said John Kirby of the National Security Council at a White House briefing alluding to Russia's seizure of Crimea eight years ago. End quote. Except, conspicuously absent from that White House briefing on Monday, was any mention of what the United States intends to do to stop Russia. So, citing lessons learned from Russia's seizure of Crimea, Biden should follow up as soon as possible with a briefing of his own, and I urge him to make four points. 1. That the United States will not allow Russia to annex any more of Ukraine with impunity. 2. That not just the United States, but the whole world has now seen clear and convincing evidence of Russia executing its annexation playbook. 3. That Putin's clear intentions left him no choice but to order the U.S. military to make available to Ukraine an unlimited supply of the M142 high-mobility artillery rocket systems known as HIMARS. And four, that reports show the few HIMARS the U.S. already sent are already helping Ukrainian forces turn the tide of this war and that this is why these additional HIMARS and other heavy weaponry, which he plans to send but will not identify, will not only prevent Russia from annexing the Donbass, but force it to retreat from the region. In other words, with all due respect to those European leaders, Biden should go all in and make this a proxy war, Mano a mano between him and Putin for Ukraine. This compels me to reiterate my abiding consternation over the prevailing concern that inhibited Western leaders from honoring their pledge. That concern is their plainly irrational fear of incurring Putin's wrath especially if Ukraine uses the weapons they provide to launch strikes into Russia. I duly ridiculed this enough in my blog post, NATO farce over Polish jets to Ukraine, undermining Article 5, on March 9. But here's the fundamental gripe I have about this war. One I know Ukraine's famous Klitschko brothers will really appreciate. The way NATO is forcing Ukraine to fight is rather like a heavyweight fighter, Russia, 
challenging a lightweight Ukraine and the sanctioning body, NATO, forbidding the lightweight from ever landing a punch on the heavyweight. Except it's worse than that, because Western leaders have even been too afraid to provide Ukraine long-range missiles that can strike deep into eastern Ukraine, namely the Russian-occupied regions of the Donbass that Putin is now threatening to annex. Given that, if you didn't know better, you'd never know that Russia has been deliberately raining down thousands of missiles on civilians all over Ukraine from day one. This in a scorched-earth genocidal attempt to reclaim what Putin thinks belongs to Mother Russia. Yes, Ukraine has managed a few surgical strikes. But Western leaders must provide the means and support the categorical imperative for Ukraine to bomb Moscow and other cities in Russia, the way Russia has been bombing Kyiv and other cities in Ukraine. After all, indications are that this so-called war of attrition could go on for months if not years, but only because this presumes two things. One, Western countries continuing their too-little-too-late strategy of supplying weapons. And two, Russian von Stauffenbergs continuing to fail to rid the world of that genocidal gnome, Vladimir Putin. I am heartened that the first is changing, even if not nearly fast enough, for my liking. But never mind me, because no less a person than the First Lady of Ukraine flew all the way to Washington to plead in an address before Congress on Wednesday for more weapons, literally, to enable Ukraine to do to Russia what Russia has been doing to Ukraine. Even so, I am hopeful that the second, uh, someone taking Putin out, will render the first, Ukraine depending on Western countries for weapons, unnecessary. And the sooner, the better. I cannot overstate this context. Biden is presiding over a national malaise, worse than Jimmy Carter did during his beleaguered presidency. His poll numbers are worse than even Donald Trump's were during his dystopian presidency. And <laughs> ambitious Democrats are circling his presidency like sharks circling chum. Not to mention that there is no better way to make autocratic regimes in China, Iran and Saudi Arabia wary about casting their lot with Russia than for the United States to help Ukraine humiliate it 
with all due respect to Vichy France and its Monsieur Macron. This is why, if any US president ever had any reason to stage a wag the dog Hail Mary, it's Joe Biden. That's it. Subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcasts. And for thought-provoking commentaries, often laced with humor, I invite you to visit my blog at www.ipjn.com. Thank you for listening, and until the next Talking Opinions, goodbye.